That's a good bean. That's a good bean. <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, and today we are joined by the lovely and awesome and lifelong friend, Mrs. Jen Percy. Jen, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. I am caffeinated, and I'm excited, and glad we're having a chance to hang out. Yeah, it's been a while. it has. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Jen and I have been friends for over 20 years. Like I was talking to someone about it the other day. Where we've known each other since we were like four or five in Sunday school. Yeah. But then I think we started to become tight in our early teens where it's in youth group. So, okay, maybe not 20, but like 17, 18. We're almost yeah. at 20 years of tight friendship. <sighs> I know. Um, Jen and I have been on numerous retreats together. We became fast best friends and brothers and brother and sister. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jen was the maid of honor at... Uh, in my wedding with Jill, yeah. uh, Jill was Jen's matron of honor. I wasn't in the wedding parties, but I was running around. <laughs> That's because I don't know Matt as well. Uh, <laughs> where it's like Matt. That- no, you, you were awesome. Actually, I remember for the rehearsal dinner, I didn't have my dress because Matt had forgot it, and you actually went to the hotel and got it for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, You're the man of honor. You're always the man of honor. You'll always be my man of honor. Jill also did a Fresh Prince rap with you, so I, I somewhat helped her with it that. Was, oh, it but was I got to give her full credit. Like, that's not me taking credit. It was just fun to do. <laughs> um, and your wedding was a blast. Um, but, like, we used to be, like, we still are super tight. We, we text weekly. Um, but we, like, we grew up in the youth group together. We helped run that youth group for, like, eight <laughs> years. We never left. Like, no. Well, yeah. e- even while we were there, just because, bless, uh, bl- like, bless Jay's heart, Carlos' heart, Noel's heart. Mm-hmm. Like, they were there part-time. Um, and we, because we were there, we helped plan retreats. Like, we planned pitch. We planned yeah. so many retreats. And then we volunteered at the youth group. And then we were at Pape Youth Center together. Yeah. And, and we did day, day camp camps. together, too. And yeah. then after I took over Pape Youth, you like you were still there. You were diligent and amazing, um, but we we had so much opportunity to hang out, yeah. and then like grow with each other and all that. But since before, uh, like we haven't had a solo hangout session <laughs> since right before uh, yeah. right before Jill and mine's wedding yeah. because we moved and it's been uh, that's been how it is. So thank you. For uh, coming out, actually hanging out, and also doing the podcast in person. It's, it's fun. Yeah. Having a good day. Catching yeah. dinosaurs. Catching dinosaurs, playing Jurassic World Alive, which as I said on the last podcast with Sam, I liked a lot more than Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Um, and we're sipping some coffee, mm-hmm. which is just just the best. Coffee's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord, for that bean. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> for that bean. Uh, so, today though, what we are going to primarily be talking about is uh is anxiety which falls more under the christian living umbrella than the pop culture one uh at some point soon guys i will be doing stuff about ant-man and the wasp because i did see it and steve's like i saw it with steve and he's like look we really need to do this uh but then he had to go home because it was late so we will be doing a pop culture a pop culture focused podcast again at some point but i'm enjoying doing the life ones as well um but anxiety is something that I've dealt with more so in the past couple of years, but Jen has dealt with for a number of years, and that's 
I found since I've been struggling with it, um, like my wife and mine's relationship is only going stronger. But even ours, just because I'm like, okay, here's someone else who gets it. Yeah. Who's, and I'm not diminishing the importance of referencing scripture to work through your anxiety. Like Matthew 6, 25 has been my go-to for years. But just saying like, well, you're anxious, you should hit up this scripture. Like that can be helpful, but that's not always the most helpful. Mm -hmm. So having someone who has that experience, who goes through it, that is a tremendous resource and a blessing. Mm -hmm. So Jen and I are going to share some of our experiences with you today. Hopefully they will be uh, helpful for y'all. If any of y'all deal with anxiety, hopefully this is something you can learn from and that the Lord speaks through. So... Uh, Jenny, (laughs) the floor is yours. (laughs) Okay. um, I guess it was about five or six years ago that I was actually diagnosed um, by a counselor with anxiety and mild depression. Um, In retrospect, though, I can see how I've had it much longer than that. Uh, And it's what I was I was talking to my husband about this yesterday and um, other situations were popping up from beforehand. And I realized, oh, my goodness, that makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. um it it came about the reason i started seeing a counselor is i was starting to get migraines and just feeling really sick um not not like vomiting and stuff like that kind of sick but just feeling like i've been hit by a truck you know and it's just feeling worn out um muscle pain just from being tense all the time migraines i couldn't quite figure it out I talked to a doctor and she said, are you stressed? And do you have a lot on your plate? I explained the volunteering that I was doing and I was working two jobs and the frustration of not knowing if I was gonna get hours with one and then having to cancel the other. Um, my, I was working on doing, I think that was the summer I was doing my internship with yeah. Youth Unlimited. Yeah. So I was basically support raising and trying to set up an internship for girls um, just to make like a drop-in type thing for girls during that summer. Um, I think I was leading worship at that point as well. Um, and I was looking after my my grandma as always. And it was around that time too that we found out that she had cancer. Um, so it was a whole lot of stuff going on. And, you know, many of us have like, I, I've, I've dealt with stress. I've had lots of stressful times. But it wasn't until I actually talked to my doctor and she said, you know what, I think I'm going to send you to see somebody. And I was a little reluctant about it because I'm like, no, I'm just stressed. I'm just overreacting. You know, I'm okay. I just need to sleep and maybe cut back on some of the things I'm doing. And once these things are gone, I'll be okay. Um, But it wasn't until I talked to someone and she's like, okay, it's my professional opinion that you have anxiety and possibly mild depression. And then we just got to talking from there and discovered that it is triggered by things. Like, it's kind of just there. I'm also, it's part of my personality, too. I'm a bit of a spaz about things (laughs) anyways. And I've learned over over the years, I've learned to differentiate what is actually the underlying anxiety and what is just me being me, right? It's my personality, too. I think personality plays a part in it as well. I guess it can be accelerated, let's just say. Yeah. My personality can be accelerated by my anxiety. Um, so we realized it was just brought about by pressure. And then just having someone else say that to me, I'm like, oh, yeah. 
<laughs> so, yeah, but I've just been learning and growing and dealing and having experiences and under- understanding those experiences since then. Not to say that these experiences all of a sudden started five or six years ago, but I understand where they're, what they are, and I'm learning how to live, basically. Yeah. yeah. And I remember, um, actually, yeah, I remember the day uh, you had that doctor's appointment because I texted you afterwards to be like, how was the doctor's appointment? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you told me and you were like, I don't think so. But then you were, I was like, so are you going to go? And you were like, yeah. And then in my head, I was like, you know what? This might be good. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, and not a thing on you. It's also a thing on me where it's the idea of like, I just need to do less. There was definitely like fruit in that and it take like taking a step back from those things was helpful but then it's also like well that it can be a temp solution where it's like okay i'm alleviating some of the pressure the dam's still gonna break but it's not yeah it's not at the root it's not at the the thing where um yeah i remember seeing that stuff going on with you and then when i was having my when i was having my issues um i actually thought about you just because you would mention like what you just said where it was like it was helpful with that identifier mm-hmm. um just because then it's like you can piece together like okay this isn't just something new it's just coming to the forefront it's been here i just haven't been addressing it yeah where for any number of reasons where it's like i for me i struggled with with porn and stuff that's something i've mentioned here before where it's you put all it's like okay so that's my problem that's what i got to work on and then all this other stuff the the shame the guilt and all that that comes with it i got to like once i've gotten that gone and then the anxiety that i feel it's because of all that once that's gone it's gone Mm -hmm. but for me it's like praise god gotten out of that yeah but last year i had a like Right, right after Christmas, I had a full-on anxiety attack. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I, I definitely think it's been something that's been there for uh, most of my life. I also spoke to a counselor who was like, "You definitely like you have uh, mild anxiety and mild depression." Um, they gave me a, a bunch of resources, uh, including one book. I think it was Mind Over Mood or something that I started to work through that I found really helpful. Um, but they were like, just having those conversations and helping you piece together stuff that's, what's the irrational, like what's the anxiety and what's actually based in fact and what's going on was so helpful. Mm-hmm. But for me, cause I've had other health issues, when this came up, I'm like, I'm super stressed about a job that I know I can do and I know I can do well. But it's just, it's not just like I'm worried. For for me, it was my body was tense. I was jittery. Um, you can liken it to fight or flight. And the day that it was especially bad, I was going in for a 3 to 11 at a shelter. And it was, we went up in the morning to my in-laws to, to tease, to Dr. Tom's. Um, <laughs> and we were going to change our, our tires to our winter tires. And we got up there at 10, we were hanging out, and then at 11, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go back, I'm gonna grab the tires, I gotta go to work at three. And that's the only thought, it wasn't like I was dreading it or anything. As I'm pulling the tires up, I just start 
just vomiting. Like, I think it was like three or four times. So then I'm like, I go in, Jill can tell I've just been throwing up and something's up. So she's like, what, you okay? I'm like, I just threw up. And then I'm going to, I don't feel well at all. I'm going to go lay down. Mm -hmm. So at this point though, it's probably around after an hour, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go up. I'm going to take a gravel. I'm going to settle. I'll be fine. But I laid down for an hour and it was like, my stomach was still in flux. But also I'm like, no, something's wrong. There's a, like, I'm breathing short. There's a tightness in my chest. And it's, it's like the fight or flight thing where it's, it's telling you to flight. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I'm not going to get the adrenaline surge to fight. It's like, no, get the heck out of Dodge. (laughs) So I call work to be like, I can't come in. Um, Like I'm just vomiting and everything. Long story short, I had to go in because they couldn't find a replacement. The manager couldn't get there till like 830. So they had no one. It was a house of 22. And as I was there, like, the manager did come back. We had three people, and that was a crap show of a night. Some terrible stuff happened that didn't help at all. But they were like, we can, like, we can tell something's wrong. So I ended up going to the counselor. It was beneficial and all that. That being said, like, there's great resources. Uh, Having people to talk to is great. Mm -hmm. Having Christians be open to it is something I'm so thrilled to see. Uh... Praise God for Brett Ullman and his openness with uh, with mental health and how mm. he will say, like, look, this isn't a sin issue. Because unfortunately at times I think there's been a lot of the attitude where it's like, well, you're just worrying, so you're not praying enough. Yeah. Like, just hand it over to God. Like, yeah. you shouldn't be this. Where I, another great resource I'm really thankful for is, is John Piper's small book, When the Darkness Will Not Lift, or When the Darkness Ceases to left it's like a 53 page book on depression Hmm. and it's just so good because it's like no sometimes it's something off in your head that's nothing to do with your faith yeah 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 um i don't i don't do well with the whole the reason you're sick is because you don't have enough faith and i do think that anxiety is a health issue um and we need to know that we don't need to worry because our security is in Christ mm-hmm. and he, he blesses us abundantly. You know, our security is in our salvation in him and the promises that he's laid out for us. And we know that being a Christian doesn't give you a perfect life. And I know lots of Christians who have their illnesses, yeah. you know, and, it, and it, I remember being so angry because somebody said, you know, well, if you're sick, you have to have stronger faith. I said, hello, like half my family is struggling with various illnesses and they are my spiritual leaders and my spiritual examples. And they're, you know, the toughest people that I know don't tell me they don't have enough faith. And so to have, and I know that there are Christian counselors as well. And just to have somebody, I think for me, not like I'm using my anxiety as a crutch, but to have somebody say, Jen, you have anxiety and this is a health issue and we want you to know how to be able to manage it. It's you have asthma. When asthma flares up, you need to know how to treat it and you Mm -hmm. need to know how to manage it. It's always going to be there and it may not affect your day-to-day life. Just like my back, I have a herniated disc. You've got a herniated disc. It's not going to hurt every day. It's going to flare up and you need to know how to treat it. Yeah. You have anxiety. And it's, things are going to trigger it, and you're going to have bad bouts of it, and my job is to help you. So to have that, just to have someone tell me that, 
was just so helpful because it's like, okay, I'm not just a spaz. I don't just overreact. I'm not just a worry wart. Yeah. I literally can't logic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to logic. Yeah. And knowing that it, I wasn't just me trapped in my own ball of stress, um, it helped a oh, lot. Yeah. It helped a lot. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And that, and like, that's the thing. Um, like I said earlier, there's nothing wrong with someone suggesting a scripture when you're anxious Mm -hmm. because if done in I think if done in the right way that it can be very helpful yes if it's done like hey I know you're going through this this is just a gentle reminder and that can be calming of course but if it's like uh, you shouldn't be struggling with this because of Matthew 6 25 yeah don't you know what the Bible says don't you know what the Bible says it's like Thanks. Now I'm gonna be more. Now I'm gonna be anxious about that. <laughs> yeah, I already feel like I'm not worthy to approach the throne of grace. Don't make me feel any worse. Thanks buddy. for piling that on more. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like, and I'm thrilled that people are being more engaging about it and recognizing like mental health is health. Yes. Um, where they're approaching, they're we're changing our approach with that. Like for me, even like I've been in social work and church work but community outreach where it's like working with people who have anxiety and other areas where it's like here's stuff you can do but then not in I'm better than this way at all but then when I was having this stuff hit I'm like not even thinking that way where it's like I need to do this with me Mm -hmm. where it's that where it's suddenly okay I need to adjust my own thoughts on this for when it applies to me yes because as somebody who struggles with it, when it's like that's going down, it's it's easy to shift it into the applying the heaps upon heaps of guilt where it's like, okay, no, it's not that though. It's this, it's this, it's because I'm this, it's because I'm this, it's because I'm this. Where it's like, no, dude, there's, this is the issue. Yeah. There's something up and like you said, here's how we can help you cope through that mm-hmm. where it's not just like, okay, no, I need to pray at that moment. Absolutely pray at that moment. Yeah. But there's the other stuff going on. So I'm glad that people are being a lot more open. Um, when you mentioned the health stuff where it's like, if Sam and I talked about this last week on the podcast, that's one of the great, one of the many gripes I have with the prosperity movement where it's like, well, if you pray and pray, you'll have rims on your rims and all that where it's like, no, that's not how scripture works. Mm -hmm. Um, that's not how, that's not what the Bible says. Yeah. And I think of like pastor Matt Chandler who early in his career, like he was diagnosed with brain cancer. He was on death's bed. He was like, like, and dude was preaching. He was ready to die. Yeah. And he didn't think like, oh, I'm not praying hard enough. I'm not living this. Like he, he was just, he was living all like, and he was able to live his all for God and preach during that. Mm -hmm. And no one would dare say like, oh, you're not praying hard enough for this. So then why, like, I hate when people, hate's a strong word, so I strongly (laughs) dislike um, when people try to do this with mental health and any other health issue. Like, you're not praying enough, you're not this, if you were were more spiritual, it would be this. It's like, show me the passage where it says that, because it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't, knowing that you have anxiety or depression or, or another mental health issue, as a Christian... It shouldn't stop you from praying yeah. as well because we do put our faith in the sovereign God Absolutely. who is a healer. And I do believe that God is bigger than my anxiety. Um, 
and I do believe he's bigger than cancer, but in his sovereignty, mm-hmm. he works in a way that I don't understand. Exactly. And I think also, oh, you're stressed, just lay it down at the cross. I do that. And I think, and this comes maybe comes with spiritual maturity, and I'm not claiming to have much of that, <laughs> but I think it comes with, if I can't let it go, if I can't release it, if I'm clinging to it and it is eating away at me, gnawing away at me, if I'm sick over it, then I know I know that it's something that's bigger than just a stress. It's bigger than yeah. just a worry. If it's, you know, you, you cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you, that's scripture there. But um, if I can't let go, if I have a really hard time yeah. laying it down, um, then I know that I need, it's it's more anxiety and not just worrying because I worry about things. Oh yeah, but they they go away. Yeah, right. And it's when it's these ridiculous situations that don't even seem to make any sense, and I can't let go of them. I yeah. can't, no matter what, and it, it eats away at me and it ruins well relationships or it ruins my day. I remember going out, being out shopping with my mom, and there was just something that was eating away at me, and it's like I may as well have been home. Because it's like I wasn't there with her. My mind was somewhere else and I could not get past it. Yeah. To the point of where like I couldn't eat and yeah. It, yeah. So n- knowing the difference yeah. has been helpful. And I wouldn't know the difference if I didn't have somebody to mm-hmm. help me and bring me through that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll admit I had a similar day like that yesterday where like I've been good for the past couple of months. Um, but then this week uh, things have flared up and there was... Like, there was just an incident at work where it was just, I I did something, like, slightly foolish. Or not, uh, foolish is the wrong word, just, I don't know how to describe it, but it, it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. But in my head, it was this huge issue. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess that was the trigger for the week, where during this week, as before I've gone to work and when I've been on my way to work, I'm just like, I'm noticing during the day, as I'm in the middle of typing up a blog post or something, where I'm like, I'm on edge. Like, I'm just, it's just something, it's not even something where it, like, slowly crept up on me. It's like, I realize, no, I'm on edge. Mm-hmm. It's not, it, this didn't suddenly happen. This has been here all day. It's just, I'm realizing it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yesterday in particular, it was, it was awful. And praise God for, one, his glory and his love. But then also for my wife and my friends. Because mm-hmm. um, I was able to text them just because at points it was nothing. Like, it was just there. But then... One little thing would happen, and like you said, where it's like your mind go, your mind can go into ridiculous things, which are ridiculous because mm-hmm. there's no actual way that they would be remotely true. Not in a million, like not in a million years. There's mm-hmm. no evidence for it. There's nothing that would get it there. Um, but that's where my mind was going, and it's just like suddenly it's all the worries, like, oh, you're like, I'm a terrible husband, or all like. Yeah. None of my friends really value me, and yet nothing has ever, ever said that. Like, I praise God, I have amazing friends and an incredible, truly wonderful wife who shows me nothing but love and support always. Mm-hmm. Like, so when you think about it, ra- like, you can't logic. Mm-hmm. When you can, you're like, that wasn't rational. Like, everything, everything God has done, everything is showing the exact opposite. But when you're in that moment where it's irrational, it's just like... It's difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. To break yourself out of that. Yeah. And um, like I said to you before, 
it is an accelerant. I like I'm an insecure person mm-hmm. and I can be kind of awkward sometimes. <laughs> just a tad. Um, a smidge. Just a smidge. Um, but when I am either particularly like feeling particularly anxious or I do something, it's just accelerated and I'm like, oh, okay, I have to leave. I have yeah. to leave. I'll just leave without saying goodbye or conversations just go so completely awkward because I don't know how to handle myself. Yeah. And uh, that's when it's like, okay, that's okay. You know, yeah, okay. I'm just, bye. <laughs> I just like, jump off the balcony. Like, Biggity bye. <laughs> there's no possible way I can fix this and I never will fix it. So I'll just never see you again. I'm just going to go hide in a hole. <laughs> I definitely get that where it's like, all right, it's time to uh, move provinces. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to fake my death going to the witness protection. And... Yeah. yeah. And then when, I, when I'm like, no, I'm not going to run away. I'm going to face this head on. It just kind of makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it can. Yeah. Because right? I'm all. I also act on impulse sometimes too, where it's like, I go and just boom, I do something, and it's like, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. I can never take that back five years later, and I'm still like, oh crap, why did I say that? Yeah. Why did I say this conversation or have this conversation with this person? And it's just looking back, and you can't change it. Yeah. I possibly could say more, or I could do more. It could just make it worse. It could just make it better. And that is why I <laughs> would see a counselor. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they, she helped me come to realize, like what you said, here's the facts. Here's what actually happened. Mm-hmm. And based on what actually happened, you have no choice but to go with that. Right? Like an incident that happened at work. My teaching partner said, it's okay. It's Trust me, it's not a big deal. I was convinced that she was a liar. <laughs> like, yeah. You have to be able to to weigh it all out and say, well, this is the things I believe, but it's based on that, but it was never actually said. And I, ha- I either believe everybody's a liar or I have to trust that, like, it's okay. Yeah. Right? Let go. Yeah. You know, I even, even talking about it now, I'm having chest pains because, like, <laughs> I've been through worse. Yeah. I seriously have been through a lot worse. Really stressful situations. I remember college, like I lost like 15 pounds because I just didn't eat anything. I hated it so yeah, much. I remember. But forgetting to do something on my first day of work that she's probably forgotten about and the kid doesn't even remember, like it's just still there and it makes me like. Oh, <laughs> heck. No, well, like, heck, I'm, I'll, I'll be honest, like, I don't have the tighten the chest but I'm like no my my heart's going a little bit and it's not because of the coffee <laughs> um, it's just those, yeah the specific situations and yeah. I, I have a hard time believing that like things that I do are okay yeah and I think it, it goes back to me already being insecure mm-hmm. and then my anxiety just coming in and accelerating it and I do think to a point like Satan knows your weaknesses as well oh yeah and if I let him in, then it's just catastrophic. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, will and, be, he will be knocking. He will be... And if I don't, for lack of a better word, if I don't get help or get my anxiety in check, it leads to depression. Yeah. And so I need to be able to step in and intervene and either talk to somebody or 
just do some journaling or something. Yeah. Like, what what do you find is helpful for you? Hey, we're switching places now. <laughs> I was actually about it's to Chris say. Chris under the microscope. I was actually um, about to say this. Uh, I mean, that's what, a great segue. What um, do you think is helpful? What do you what do you do to help you when you are in anxious times? Uh, so for me, um, I I've try to do a number of things and it's not like okay I tried one it didn't work so whatever um, sometimes it is you need to write it out mm-hmm. um, and I think yesterday was the case where there was I listened to a song that helped but then during the day as I was trying to do other things like some of the other stuff to cope or distract it, it just wasn't working so it's like okay write it out or just acknowledge so and actually address like this is happening So at some point, because I was feeling it all day and it was messing with me, I'm like, man, this sucks. Like, if I say this, it's going to be this, this, and this. At some point, I just texted Jill being like, saying the thoughts and then saying, I know this isn't the case. Mm -hmm. It's just how I'm feeling right now. And then just being able to be open. Like, that was a good temporary help. Mm -hmm. It helped. It was a very up and down day. And it helped go to the downer, the down spot. Yeah. And then again with the with the guys later, I was able to be like, "Hey, can you do to pray for me? This is happening. I'm not sure why." And then they'd ask they'd ask specific questions, and then that helped with me because it would get me out of my head about just being on the train of thought, and then fo- force it into the perspective. Mm-hmm. Other times, it's uh, it it's been helpful just to throw on some certain music where if it's got like some really deep or lyrics that just like hit you where you live almost Mm -hmm. like that's where it's like your mind's entirely on that it's getting it out of the the track that it's on and that's something that you know you've always liked like i always like putting on music when i'm in a bad mood because it cheers me up or it helps me just to like get my emotions out or whatever yeah Yeah. one of of my go-to songs if i'm alone and it's hitting um, and it's something I did at the shelter very helpful and there was a couple days where I'm like I need to hop off the floor for a minute I would throw on Metallica Sad But True because it has like a thousand pound riff but then also <laughs> Lars is beating the drums up ridiculously um, so at the end I just air drum along and it would just get out some of the energy so that would help mm-hmm. other times it's something it, like I, if I'm able to pray and again get out of the cycle that's been very helpful. So mm-hmm. being able to go out for a walk with Luna and pray, that's been helpful. Or if I'm on a long bus ride and if I've already, I'll try to have some downloaded before. I'm thankful for the Netflix app on your phone where it's like you can download a bunch of shows. Yeah. So I'm a man in my 30s who has only grown over the past couple of years to love and enjoy Power Rangers much more. <laughs> so I'll download, I'll have a bunch of Power Rangers episodes on my phone ready to go. And then on certain days, if I'm very anxious, like eight times out of 10, that'll help because I'm just like, man, this is so funly cheesy where it's like, yeah. there's something going on. I got a backflip to it and my arms make whooshing sounds <laughs> as they go through. I'm just like, this is so funly ridiculous. It's getting me more in a fun mood. Yes. Yeah. And I think sometimes you forget, you can forget just to enjoy those little things. Yeah. Because uh, Matt was like, how are you feeling? Because he's at work and I'm, I'm not working right now aside from Sensi. So I'm not working at school, but I'm staying home and it's like, I'm anxious. And he goes, well, why don't you bake? I'm like, no way, because nothing will ever turn out. And he's reminding me of all the things that I just, I like to do. Yeah. And it's like, why am I forgetting that I enjoy these things? Some, yeah. And they don't necessarily take my anxiety away, but you can't just sit there and fester in no. your worry and then... It gets it down to a more manageable level. Yeah. 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 
And then you're like, it's still there. And the situation's not going to change, but at least I'm not sitting here dwelling over it and yeah. making myself sick. Because, you know, you, you can't change everything. You can't go back in time, and that's something that you still have to realize. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I'm just anxious. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the situation at all. I had a good talk with my husband last night just about anxiety and how how it's changed and how I've learned about it and stuff. And sometimes it's just there. Yeah. And I don't know why. Sometimes I just break out and cry for a good 20 minutes, like fits. And Matt will just have to just like sit beside me or just hold me. And he has no idea what to do. And I have no idea what to do. But at least I'm not by myself. Yeah. And it's also knowing that I don't have to have a reason for it all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't have to explain why I'm anxious. It's just there. Yeah. And if you have somebody who understands or someone who does their best to understand and they, they love you and they care for you, if you just have someone just to talk to. Yeah. Not even have them talk back. Just to be there, it helps. And then I went to sleep because maybe all I needed to do <laughs> was just ball until yeah. I was exhausted, and then go to sleep. Yeah. So. And then shout out to my my boss at work, Elizabeth, who is a, a very supportive friend and sister in Christ. Where she's created a space where if I'm having an off day, she can I can be like, I can just own the fact that I'm anxious. Where that's helpful. Where mm-hmm. you can just be like. This I'm like this is happening. I've been going through this all day. Like you don't have to worry about telling your like telling your boss or while you're yes. at work. They yeah, you can just address it, and then they know, and then it's there, and then they're like, "All right, cool." Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, mm-hmm. that that I found is helpful. One one tip we talked about on the bus um, that I did want to share, and then I might ask you to share the one you told me about on the bus is uh, it was an exercise I learned at. Uh, at the shelter I was working at where it was an activity I do with other people and it's something I've been able to kind of do with Jill and Jill knows so much about this stuff because she's had experience mm-hmm. um, it's this idea of where you can put the if it's one of those times where it's it's an idea or something that you can pinpoint where it's like you're obsessing over you put that on trial where it's like you are the defense so you have to put forward your your statement, whatever it is. And then if you've got one or two other people with you, and of course close friends, it's the idea of the other, you are the defense. You're like, this is it, and I'm defending this. And then you've got the prosecution person who is countering that idea. And nine times out of 10, or any time I've done it, literally all the time, um, it's been like, you see, like you're the idea and the thing isn't grounded in any rational thing or any reality no fact or evidence supports it whatsoever mm-hmm. where the example of like none of my friends uh, like my friends just tolerate me where it's like then your defense is like how about this how about this how about that they're always here for you on this date this date this date this date, this date and how about all the amazing things your family has done for you on this date this date this date this date this date and if it was like this here's a factual example of how that would look like just being able to do that gets you out of that rut, and then you have like that evidence right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that if you have another person with you, I find that very helpful. So I hope that's a good tip. Mm-hmm. Um, you had something similar. Yeah, when I was seeing my counselor, it's actually been a few years um, since I saw her, but it was it was really really helpful. She just taught me just about yeah cognitive behavioral therapy, and she gave me some worksheets. 
Because I'm a journaler. I love to journal. I've journaled ever since I was in like grade two and my hope chest is full of notebooks and journals and stuff. I have my journal in front of me right now. Um, you have a journal Bible too, right? I do. Which is do. pretty awesome. Yeah, it's great. Um, but she actually gave me like a chart and it had something like, so what happened? And I have to write it out. Facts or what did the person say and facts to support like like facts like so things that actually happen what are my worries and mm-hmm. why and once and I'm a visual learner so once I had it all laid out I could see that like my worries are not based on facts they're not based on things that happened like yes I was upset about what happened or the conversation that happened or the person's reaction but um once I had it all written out, I could see that like the facts outweighed my my worries, and I had no choice but to believe it. Yeah. Right? It's other, you know. And then there's a, a resource online here, and it's just how to challenge your negative thoughts. Um, am I falling into a thinking trap? Am I catastrophizing? Am yeah. I overestimating danger? Am I making a mountain out of a molehill? Um, what is the evidence? Like what we were talking about. Um, am I a hundred percent sure that X is going to happen because of Y, like all these things or Y is going to happen because of X? I don't know. I don't math. Um, (laughs) Sounds like an algebra question. Um, you know, am I confusing possibility with certainty? And once you're able just to go in there and, and logic, it comes back. You just need that reminder. And I mean, she gave those forms to me because I obviously couldn't go to her every single day or every week even. Um, and then she ended up moving. Um, but being able just to, and not even, again, I'm insecure, so I worry people are going to think I'm nuts. So I can't always feel like I'm talking to somebody. Yeah. Or I can't, yeah, I can't always talk to people so I can write it down. And then I start to see it myself. Or I'll even write out the conversation with myself and yeah. be like, okay, yeah, no, yeah, okay, yeah, no. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's okay. Like, yeah. And it doesn't always work. No, it doesn't no, always that's work. The, that's the thing. There, I don't think always. there is one, no one solution that mm-hmm. helps you get through things, but you got to try. Yeah. You got to try to do things to help you cope. Um, things that are therapeutic, whatever mm-hmm. that may be. Um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just the name is therapeutic. Yeah. <laughs> Or uh, classic Simpsons when you just go on the qu- the quoting spree. It's like laughter. Laughter is a great medicine. Yeah. 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 And talk about it. Mm-hmm. Find other people that have similar experiences with you. And I do think it's important that you talk to your doctor if you're if you're actually worried. Maybe I do have anxiety because you don't want to sit there and diagnose yourself. Yes. Thank you. Because then it's. It's just more confusing and you're not doing yourself any favors Mm -hmm. and then you're not going to get the help that you do need if you do have anxiety yeah i think so many people are be like oh man i'm i i'm i have anxiety it's like well you can be anxious yeah and you can go through anxious things and i was in total denial i'm like i don't have anxiety i'm just anxious and then when i talked to somebody and she helped me understand what anxiety actually is Mm -hmm. i'm like oh okay yeah like (laughs) okay so i never wanted just to go around yeah. Saying, oh, yeah, you have anxiety. Because it's not my business to tell somebody that they do either. And thank you. I'm, I'm glad you said, um, like, don't just self-diagnose. Like, mm-hmm. you can, abs- I'd say, like, research. If you're thinking you're feeling a way, you can look into it. But with a, any number of mental health things, 
there's a lot of similar criteria and there are similar mental health issues but they're like even though they have some similar things are also very different yeah. um and i'd liken it to like webmd where yeah. it's, it's the joke where it's like you go on webmd and you're like i got a headache and my knee hurts and it's like i don't want to say it's cancer but it's probably cancer <laughs> um where i think there can be a danger in self-diagnosing and then i've seen it with some people where it's like they did self-diagnose and they were like, I have this, I have this. They went to a doctor and the doctor's like, no, you don't have that, you have this. But the person was so wrapped up in their self-diagnosis that they later found out, like, no, the, the doctor was right. Yeah. Where it's like, do, do some research, but also in that be open. Where I had done some little research before, I'm like, where I think it, I'm like, I think it's this, but anxiety and depression can go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. They're not always mutually exclusive. Yeah. Or inclusive, I mean. Yeah. So it's like in this case, it was both. But in other cases, it's like no, it's it's not the same. It doesn't mean because you have one, you absolutely have the other. Mm-hmm. So please, uh, when you speak to someone, be be open to be open to hearing that. Be open to having your perceptions challenged, um, and be willing to work on it when when they suggest it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jen, thank you so much for being open. I know, as I was saying, I was anxious, and I know you were kind of want to puke a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, like I, just, I, I'm so thankful that you were willing, just because I know for me, I found a therapeutic. And like I said up the top, dear listener, I hope and pray that this is useful, and it's not in a share me because I think we're all wise, no. we're so wise or anything. I don't know anything. But if you know anybody who is going through it, and if you do think this might be helpful, please consider passing it to them. At the very least, it might get them thinking like, okay, other people are going, and then I can find people who do know so much more about it Yeah, and around. I think part with me, I was like, oh, okay, it's just mild anxiety. I'm nothing compared to this person and yeah. what they're going through. Yeah. Like, oh, so-and-so had to do this. And I've never gotten to that point, so it's no big deal. Don't do that. No, yes, like, don't. <laughs> I like talking about it because it's like, there's someone who's going through exactly what I'm going through. And while it may not seem catastrophic and huge, like, it still sucks. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just, it's good to know there's other people. Like, I like the bell, let's talk. Yeah. Because there is such a stigma around it. Um, and it is important that people know they're supported and that there is help. Um, it can also be misused and it can also cause a lot of confusion. Um, just, just, just get help if you're worried. Your doctor's not going to go telling anybody, oh, they're worried they have anxiety. Yeah, no. What a fool. And they're not going to put it in your chart. Right? You, it's you... just... You can sue your doctor if they do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's been good. It's yeah. been good to talk about it and realize that, like, I'm not just a worrier. Yeah. You know? It's it's not like, oh, I just, I just do this and that's wrong. It's like, okay, no, I this is something that happens because of this, mm-hmm. where it still happens, but I can manage it now. Mm-hmm. Um all right, someone lighter. <laughs> uh, you mentioned yeah. you mentioned uh, Sensi earlier. Oh yeah. And also, Jen is uh, she's mentioned her husband Matt, which uh, we interviewed Matt a couple months ago. Uh, Jen and Matt run Cardboard Koinonia, mm-hmm. a nonprofit ministry, which I I'm a big fan of. Uh, I love the outside of the box ministries, 
And as always, I got to shout out Matt for introducing me to the wonderful and awesome Hector, uh, Hector Mary from Faith and Fandom. Matt recommended me his book, so I'm ever, I'm always like, thank you, Matt, because <laughs> friggin' I love Hector, and I love his ministry, and it's God's using it so wonderfully. Um, but, <laughs> sorry, slide <laughs> change. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so what's Sensi? Talk to us about uh, that a little bit. And... Um, Sensi, actually, it's been, it's been good, I guess. It's a, it's, um, so Sensi is a company, they sell home fragrance products, so, like, wax and warmers instead of candles. There's no flame, no soot. Super safe. That's part of another reason why I love Scentsy so much is because I'm the kind of person who will light a candle, leave, and come back with no house. Um, it hasn't <laughs> happened, but I just know that's the kind of person I am. Um, I love the product. I love my house smelling nice, and I love pretty things, but I love the business opportunity that it presented. Um, I'm a supply early childhood educator, so I don't always know when I'm going to have work which has also led to some anxiety, but Sensi has allowed me to just pull in some extra income mm -hmm. so that if I do have to take a sick day or a mental health day, for example, which was another thing that my counselor told me, she's like, no, it's called a mental health day and you're allowed to take it. I'm like, oh, fiddle dee. But um, yeah, it's nice to know that I have that extra income coming in to supplement those days. Yeah. Or like Matt and I, we have our financial goals and we have things that we want to save up towards. and working and doing sensey stuff it doesn't even feel like a job like i actually love it i've made friends and i've reconnected with some older friends um and uh i've met so many more people because of it and it's also helped me to break out of my shell a little bit because you a good part of it is over social media and sharing your experience and sharing the product with people um but if you want to further it you kind of have to reach out to people and talk to them and, and follow up with them and stuff like that. So it's been good, actually. Awesome. It's helped me to sort of break out of my shell a little bit more. And if I have a particularly anxious day, I don't have to go. Like like this summer, I don't have to go and talk to people about Sensi. I can take a day off and it's yeah. okay. Right? Yeah. I don't have to show up in a building and be near anybody, right? I can just turn the computer off and go for a walk. So I, I like that. I like the flexibility of it and I like that I have opportunity to earn free stuff and earn free trips and everything and there's great training opportunities. I didn't just jump into a business and then be left on my own. There was a mm -hmm. great support team to help me. And uh, there's like single women with kids, single men, there's families who are doing it, you know, um, seniors, anybody, like it's great. Nice. So I've been doing it since August last year. So my one year anniversary is coming up. <laughs> so that's kind of fun. And it's it's been nice because I st I joined um, Sensi around the time Matt and I were really taking off with cardboard Koinonia. Yeah. And um, I said to him, I said, you know what? Like I don't want this to get in the way, and it hasn't mm -hmm. because we each have. He works at the bookstore. I work at school. I have Sensi and we both have Cardboard Koinonia, but now he's also helping me with Sensi. So it's kind of, but Sensi is my baby. Yeah. And Cardboard Koinonia is his baby, but I'm supporting him with that. Mm -hmm. So it's been kind of cool. We've both started these adventures at around the same time. Cardboard Koinonia has just been great because, um, I'm just going to say Christian romance is some of the best romance. <laughs> <laughs> being able to partner with him Amen. in ministry. Amen. Um, <laughs> has just been really good because it's an area that he is really passionate about. He's a huge board game geek. Oh, yeah. He's another. He's other kinds of geeks, I guess, as well. I'll just say it. I married a geek. 
But um, to be he, fair, he did as well. Hey, I say that lovingly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so board games is something that he is passionate about, and he's able to use that passion to serve the Lord. So what we've been doing is we've just been hosting game nights, mostly out of our church, mm-hmm. um, bringing the community together. We had a desire to bring people together because in a lot of churches, there's these small groups or Sunday school classes even, and it's for all different ages. Yeah. There's a youth group, there's college and career, there's young married, there's prime time, there's young at heart, there's, you know, and it's like, what about, like, why can't I just sit down with someone in their 50s and 60s and learn from them because they've got more life experience than I do. Yeah. Or, you know, they may have gone through the exact same thing I'm going through right now. Why do I only have to sit around with other young married people and learn from them? So, and I'm not saying that churches don't have those multi-generational groups. But the one thing that I will keep referring to is when my dad, um, I won't say his age, but when he sat down with a street youth and played Scrabble with them and taught them how to play and like he was just so patient with them and he didn't correct their spelling or anything (laughs) like that there's just something to be said about board games that just bring people together yeah and our kind of like our goal is just to bring people together the church together Mm -hmm. um and and then we can branch out into our community and welcome our friends and stuff um just to get together no matter your race your culture not doesn't matter what your religion is just come, just come and play, meet new people. Yeah. And then um, through the way that we serve each other, experience God's love. And one of the things that like I loved about like game nights with youth group and stuff, not necessarily board games, but when we did fun stuff, it was like, hey, Christians aren't boring. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So to be like, oh yeah, Christians can be geek. Christians can play D&D. No way. You play magic? Yeah. Wow. It's like, yeah, yeah, we do. We worship God and we like play. Ma- I don't. We I play, don't play late magic, night laser tag at yeah, buddy, Baptist. Yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> and so, just this idea where I can sit down with and a retired missionary. Yeah, she came to our last one. She brought her crokinole table, and I had no idea what she's been through. And she had so many stories to share. And I'm like, this is amazing. And yeah. she's just telling me everything while we're playing crokinole, and she's whooping me, by the way. So this ministry has just been great, just to bring our church together, to bring families out and stuff. Yeah. And it, you build your relationships with, you know, build upon existing relationships and, and make new friends. Um, and then we were able to host a 24-hour board gaming marathon um, in support of Young Street Mission. Mm-hmm. We raised about, we raised over $3,000. And we had people, God. it was so cool. We had people pledge to come and play for like six hours worth of gaming or like 12 hours worth of gaming and the people actually sat there and they played games like non-stop we brought a Wii and then a friend from church brought his VR stuff it was Mm. oh it was crazy I think I was like getting chased by a whale or something I screamed a lot um but yeah it was really really fun we did a raffle and like this is where like Matt shines because he loves board games he loves what board games are capable of yeah and so he reached out to publishers, Christian board game publishers and local stores. And a colleague of mine um, is married to a, a board game publisher. And so we were able to get some games donated and stuff. And we did a raffle and it was so cool. I even put a Sensi warmer in there as well, <laughs> <laughs> which started someone else's addiction to Sensi. So that was kind of nice. 
but uh, it's been great. It's been mm -hmm. really cool. And so we're looking forward to the next year and we're praying and <sighs> to see, like we really believe that God is calling us to do this oh, and yeah. that God is using this ministry. So we're just praying f that we have the energy to be creative and um, that the well doesn't dry out. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, it's been a year. We haven't really done very much. Okay. Like then you start to like... Yeah. I don't know. So I'm just praying that we'll just keep moving forward and not lose focus. Yeah. It would be like I, I asked Matt what his dream job would be, and he said it would be to just do cardboard koinonia and that that would be our job. And that's not impossible. Yeah. It would involve probably some support raising and stuff like that. But like, it'd be amazing if he could just do board games for a living. <laughs> oh, yeah. If, if no offense to my current job, I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But if I could do one cross radio and make money make money from it mm -hmm. like through through support and all that and the and 2099 one cross street yeah like if i could just do those two things like that is my dream yeah. that's my dream job um and ideally having more voices in and be like just being able to do that more and get you guys out more to share what that kind of thing like i get that entirely yeah so i think that we're gonna have to sit down and have a strategic meeting the two of us <laughs> um, we also have some friends who've gotten involved as well nice um, and we've got some ideas for videos and stuff like that and yeah you guys have a YouTube we channel might now. try and do something with your brother and partner with Bolivian Children's uh, nice. Foundation and stuff like that so stay tuned friends <laughs> and I uh, and I promise you I will definitely be uh, sharing that stuff on the website if not also on the podcast you guys are always welcome back um, because I love I love what you're doing even though board games aren't my huge thing it's definitely an avenue that the Lord can and is using mm -hmm. uh, to engage with people and I remember going on a, a men's retreat with Calvary and it was me your brother <laughs> and uh, and Hal mm -hmm. and then there were some of the older older men from the church and even though it wasn't necessarily board games, it was it was that spirit of camaraderie and fun where they like, okay, they knew we were going to be up late and probably doing some crazy stuff. But then just to shout them out, I remember Wally Morris the next morning seeing us so tired. He's like, all right, what what do you guys do? <laughs> it's like ah, uh, we may or may not have built a snow fort and rolled downhill, and then just sharing his story about the zany things he did. Yeah. Where I'm just like, that's awesome. That spirit of fun that you can get out of games, out of stuff like that. Um, yeah, I love that you guys are doing it, and we're, we're praying for you here. Um, so, dear listener, if you can, uh, I will be attaching the link to uh, Cardboard Koinonia's website. Um, also, if you want to check it out, on the, uh, it's also on the website, um, on the Places to Check Out page. You can hit them up on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Instagram, but on Instagram it's uh, Koinonia Cardboard. Yep. Because uh, cause Matt couldn't Instagram. Because <laughs> we're tricky like that, Chris. <laughs> it was intentional. I, I was going with his version. Of the story. <laughs> and uh, I'll also attach the link to Jen's Sensi page. Oh, thanks. In case any of you guys are interested. Because it, it is good products. I've got a, a fantastic smelling bear upstairs <laughs> that I have had to hide because Luna's like, I want to rip it apart. Because mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. she's an adorable puppy. Um <laughs> And also, uh, dear listener, if you can, I do have a coffee page where if you are feeling like you can, I mean, blessed enough, please consider supporting me financially. This is something I love to do, um, and it's something I'd love to do more, but it's not always something I can do. I am actively working on um, 
creating some merchandise for y'all if you ever want a hat or a tote bag or something like that. It's something that's in the works. I will take 20 tote bags. <laughs> uh, so if you feel like you can financially support, please consider doing so and hit up the coffee page. The link will be in the description. Uh, I hope and pray today's episode was helpful uh, and beneficial for y'all and that it was also fun because uh, Jen and I are also all about the fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful week. And God bless, my friends. Take care. Bye.